This is the latest in our series of Pure Conversations brought to you by Vintook and CliffCentral.com. It's a Pure Conversation with Tumi Morake and her husband Mpo Ose Tutu. 28th of November 2009, the day when the self-proclaimed BFFs, but two of the country's most loved entertainers, Mpo Ose Tutu and Tumi Murake said, I do. Now we're here sitting 10 years later and you've made it to double digits. And I thought it would be a good time to celebrate and honor two people who South Africa really loves and two people who've managed to keep their shit together for our Pure Conversation series. Now, Dumi put up an Instagram post with this caption, 10 years of growth, love and blessings. Woo, baby, we made it to double digits. Look at you getting all <laughs> sentimental. I was waiting for something sarcastic. <laughs> at the end, something about I almost left you or something mean. <laughs> no, I was high on love, friend. I was so high. Oh, yo, look at you too. It's good to have you yeah. both here, actually. I don't think you've, um, you've done a, a, an interview as a couple for a while. No, Certainly not amazing. to celebrate 10 years. It's a big deal. Yeah. 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 yeah well, first of all, congratulations. I mean, that isn't well, a small you. achievement. Your yeah. kids are thrilled. <laughs> you know? I don't those, even know if they – do they even comprehend? They were so mad. No. <laughs> Trust me. I've met enough of my friends who've been damaged by divorce. <laughs> No, the kids yeah. get it. No. And they, they, do, just, huh? they do, Yeah, they just find it annoying that we leave them out of it. Because they go, oh, and then you, are you going to be romantic? And oh. then you're going to go to a restaurant without us. It's like, that's, that's, that's the point. <laughs> it's kind of how it works. Yeah. And, and Bonsu was like, well, I brought your ring, so I should also come. You can leave Ifi and Lesedi, but I was there. It's like, okay, it's not quite how it works. How old's Bonsu now? 10. 10. Going on 18. Going on 35, actually. Yeah, he yeah, sounds a lot more mature serious. than he should be. Yeah. All right, Sometimes. so what's the secret? I mean, this is what everyone wants to know because most most couples struggle, but celebrity couples really struggle. And when you're in the glare of spotlight and, and media attention and you've got social media now, it makes it even harder. Mm. Are there any tips, any kind of above-the-line things you can share with us? And I don't know. I think... I think you know not to be corny or anything, but I think communication is is key. You know, yeah. where are you? You need to know where the other one is all the time. Um, you know what, the, what they're planning on doing and during the day and what have you. All of that is, I think, is is you know is key to kind of keeping it together. Yeah. Um, I don't know. And understanding the industry, because yeah. I, I, I think. Couples in the industry who don't make it are also competing with each other. You can't be competing mm-hmm. with each other as a couple. You need to be each other's biggest cheerleaders. True. Um, yeah. And you really need to learn to be good together when things are bad. It's so easy to be good together when things are easy sure. and when things are lovely and when the person is easy to love because they're doing all the right things. But there comes a point where each of you are going to drop the ball, mm-hmm. where the industry is going to blind one of you at some point and... You can't give up on them. They have, you have to marry someone who's worth you going, listen, I'm going to help you get your side back because I can see right now the bright lights are killing you. Mm. And you find your way back to each other. And every time when you look back after that, you go, oh, my word, look at where we are compared to where we were. Unlike the couples who when that happens and then they go, that's it, no, uh-uh, this is not for me. You know, but I suppose we all have different 
breaking points. Yeah, but it must also help that you're both good communicators. I mean, you're in an yeah. industry where we that's be- important. Yeah, but, but it became better. Because <laughs> I think in the industry, you'll be a great communicator. But with your person, oh, right. there yeah, comes yeah. a point where you go, but he should know. Or but she should know. You make assumptions. Yeah, yeah. and that's BS. Yeah. That person doesn't become a clairvoyant overnight just because now they're your lover. Yeah, but I want to be mean here and say that I think a lot of the time those that supposition's made by women. Women just assume men will understand and men will read their minds, and it, it happens. Oh, but far so more do you guys. Happen. When you go, yeah, but she knows I'd never give that girl attention. But that girl is all over you, and you're going, yeah, but you know I'm not interested. Yeah, but her thigh is all over you. <laughs> That you are not interested is not the point. So no, I'm not a clairvoyant who can tell in your head that you don't like that that thigh was all up in your face. But a little bit of jealousy is good, right? A little bit, enough. But also, Gareth, never assume that I know. Always state it as a fact so that mm. I know. So it's not, yes, I hear you about women, but men do the same thing. Yeah, I just, I found in, in relationships I've had, woman always asks, you know, but didn't you think, didn't you know, didn't you assume? I'm like, no, I don't, no. I don't know anything unless you hit me over the head with it. <laughs> and I, I do feel like it's more a male, it's more a male thing than a female thing. I mean, it might be, I might be horribly wrong, but that's been my experience. I hear you. Yeah. I think the fault with men is you guys don't tell us certain truths because you're so busy protecting our feelings and you're killing our relationship by doing that. Yeah, but your feelings sometimes need to be protected no because friendship. a lot of decisions are made on feelings and that's sometimes not the best way to go. Agreed. Mm. How? How? <laughs> yeah, I agree with that, baby. I'm not okay. going to be responsible for hey. causing <laughs> 10 years to end here. All right. But all right. So tell me, tell me how it all changes over 10 years because that's the part that people don't discuss. They oh, we got to 10 years, baby. Oh, this is so great. But over those 10 years, a lot changes. Someone said to me once, Men marry women hoping they'll never change, but they do. Women marry men hoping they can change them, but they can't. That's hmm. that you agree so with deep. it? <sighs> to a degree, yes. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, that makes so much sense. What did you, when you saw him, what did you think? Mm, that's not the greatest part of him, but I can change that. And, and, it, <laughs> and nothing's changed, right? Was yeah. there something about poor in the yes. beginning? Uh, uh, Mpo is is a planner Every single thing Has to be clearly mapped out And I was like It's fine I'm going to make this guy realize Once in a while Just be impulsive Let's just do a thing (laughs) And even when you think he's doing a thing You discover no Actually he planned it So (laughs) that didn't change And someone can go But that's a great thing How could that annoy you No, 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 no I mean every single bloody thing is thought out and sometimes over thought out you understand and no. and that was when we were dating for me a frustration like no let's just go do the thing man you know we're young you know life is short and he'll be like yeah sure 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 but okay so if if we consider I'm like whoa don't consider just let's go which is so weird because if i think about you you're actually really fastidious and you i mean like career-wise you don't leave a lot to chance no you're very particular you're very professional you know what your routine's going to be when you're doing stand-up. You know who you're working with. You know what you won't do. So you got a bit of that planner in you too. I, am I though? Because for a long time I felt like my career happened to me. I didn't really happen to my career. 
uh, it's just that when I get the things, no, you work I hard. go, this is my thing. I'm going to work you, on you, this you thing. Work, you but work in terms hard. of the opportunities coming, they literally kept finding me. And what I did was just grab them by the horns. Yeah, I've got 43 emails here from people who want you to open up the industry, actually. Can we get to those just now as well? <laughs> but the industry keeps grabbing me and holding me and pulling me in. What, um, but you know, there was a time I stepped away from comedy for quite a bit. Yeah. And when people say hashtag open up the industry, I'm like, yeah, but I left a gap and I came back. It was still waiting for me. So sometimes, babe, maybe just maybe create your own niche. <laughs> Are there things about Dumi that you love that she's changed? Where Those things, you've learned to love other things about her. or Maybe you've discovered yeah. other things that are lovely about her. Yeah. But there were things that you fell in love with at the beginning that aren't there anymore. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, careful now. <laughs> I, sure. We're going into dangerous territory. <laughs> dangerous. I like that you're honest, yes. but I'm just going to. No, there's a, thank you. There's a warning. <laughs> thank you. Like she's sitting right next to you, <laughs> striking distance. <laughs> um, what are they? I think. I mean, those those things are probably the things that come with youth and and what have you. Just the, Yo. like I don't know. I mean, it's just the the very thing that we we're talking about now. The being able to just pick up and do things on the spur of the moment and um and not caring and not not you know um yeah not caring too much about the consequences so much um you know that obviously when you're 37 years old Mm. (laughs) you can't really be be in that space so much anymore but I think for me the key thing that's that's that hasn't left the, the the element of that that I think is and is important for every couple I think is not to forget to have fun like with with everything that happens in in relationships with the kids that come and the you know then it's money and financial issues and family that you have to deal with mm. if you forget to have fun with your person then I think you kind of you know uh, I don't know. You you you're on the right track to to keeping it together. Is there a thing that she's made you better at? Finances. Huh. Yeah. Who knew you little accountant? <laughs> she's a golden yeah, but responsible. She's very responsible. <laughs> she, you know, and I think the thing about her is that she she's not afraid to go and spend her money. Like if she's worked hard mm-hmm. for her stuff, you know, and I I'm kind of the old school type, you know. You Post know office analogy. savings account. Yeah, you know, the, the, <laughs> under the bed <laughs> notes and stuff like that. I mean, not that ex- that extreme, but I'd, sure. like, I'll like I'll go and work, and then I just want to keep it. You know, I won't know how to make more of that money and to you know. Redistribute Is there a joint account? One. There's a joint account. And then See these are the ones. these are the but this is good because these are practical things that nobody yeah. ever talks about. Yeah. They don't they go, "Oh yeah, we've got we've got control of our finances and we hardly ever disagree about money." But they don't say we have one account that's for the household yes. that we share expenses yeah. in. Yes. Yes. And then we each keep our own money as well. Yeah. That's from our various income sources and we contribute to the pot. Is that how it yeah. works yeah. roughly? Yeah, that's how the it difference works. being we are with the same bank, so we have each other's banking profiles. Oh. So and the reason for that is because 
sometimes a bus hits someone. Yeah, but also let's talk about this career and how real it is. Sometimes somebody's been dry yeah, for three months. Sure, of course. Yeah. And there's no time for you yeah. to be going here, go check. It's our money, regardless mm. of which pot is going into. It's still our money. Mm. Um, so he has access to it. I have access to it, and he can't hide that he took the money. Because when I asked Somizi about yeah. this the other day, and he's just got married, he. He pretty much said, no, what's mine is mine. Is that how they married ANC? Did they marry ANC? No, no, I'm, no, I'm being, I'm being mean. He, he, they, they share all the expenses and everything else. And I think that in the entertainment business, you do sometimes have windfalls yes. where you have a great couple of yes. months yeah. and then it's looking and then it's magic. Dodge. And then someone buys a house yeah. or they buy a house together yeah. and then the other one goes, but I, I'm not really contributing to this house, and then later on, there are arguments about it. That's where stuff starts to happen. No, but you know what? Starts, stuff starts to happen before then. See, money is like exes. Declare what needs to be declared. Right. Much as there are some exes you don't feel like you'll need to declare, anything that you know can crop up needs declaration. Some people, hmm. when they get together, I've got debts that you don't know about, I've got financial responsibilities that you don't know about. Then we get married and I don't tell you, but I'm buying, I'm claiming to buy into it's our money we're building together. Then out of nowhere, suddenly you've got this 150,000 rent debt. It's in your name because we married in community of property. You have stress now that has, that you don't even understand where it comes from because I didn't declare to you hmm. I have this issue. So we learned, like, uh, what the couples who are listening, because I know a lot of couples, when they see other couples look perfect or sound like they have it together, start to be so damn hard on themselves. We learned this. We got there. We speak from making mistakes. And you cannot be with someone and not be prepared to make mistakes and forgive each other and be that naked with each other. To trust the emotional intelligence of your person that they will move past your mistakes and know that your mistakes don't define who you are. They just define where you've been. You understand? Mm. So, so it's, it's, it's hugely important that people declare. Mm. You put stuff on the table. But that is harder than it sounds. That is very Because hard, it sometimes Gareth. means you have to dig deep and you have to talk. And there, there are two things probably. You've just brought them up. The exes or relationships before and money. That people are just so uncomfortable talking about. Then why are you with that person? Yeah. Because you have to sit through the discomfort. The discomfort is about vulnerability, uh, 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 Gareth. Because that discomfort is you refusing to allow yourself to be vulnerable. It's not about the other person. The day you trust your person enough to allow yourself to be vulnerable with them Mm. and be honest with them. Is the day you know your relationship is going to uh, to survive things you didn't even expect it to survive. We've survived survived things we never expected we'd survive. Because if you consider our relationship, you know we've been ma- we've been together for sixteen years, seventeen, seventeen years. Yeah, you look at him being the one to correct, <laughs> and then ten years of of marriage. So remember that for the six years before we got married, we were raising each other. We were twenty one when we got together, yeah. and. Do you know how you don't know, you don't even care what you're eating in the morning when you're 21. And then to raise each other to the point where you know what you'll be eating even next week. It's, it's, it's a process and you grow and you change, but you must accept that. This is, this is probably some of the most solid relationship advice I've heard. And I didn't think it would come from you. Not because I don't think, <laughs> no, not, not, not because I don't think you know what you're talking about here. You clearly do. The evidence is what you've got going on here and your three lovely kids. But, you're, people think you're not a serious person because you're funny. Thanks, hon. 
No, I mean she is. She's a very serious person. Yeah. I think she can. Yeah. You know, she thinks deeply about things. She cares deeply about things. Mm. Uh, that that must be a comfort to you because the mother of your children can't be someone who's flippant no. about this stuff. <laughs> no, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think that's one of the things I think we connected on because um, I suppose in the early days when you're dating and it's fun and you don't know where it's going and what have you, you don't know. Um, so when seven years, seven years later, I think that for me was one thing that I, I, I saw that this is a person that definitely does think about things and, um, yeah, yeah, really, you know, that I would, I would definitely want to grow with. Um, there wasn't someone else along the way who you thought might've been better. <laughs> <laughs> you know, how people, when they get married, yeah. they go, ah, oh, the one that got away. <laughs> True. Is yeah. there such a thing? Would know. you have married if you had married me, though? Honestly, like, I wouldn't even take it personally. Marriage? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I didn't. I didn't. It's not something that you know. And maybe a lot of men can identify with this, but it's not like you wake up in the morning. You're like, this is what I want: marriage. You know, I want the <laughs> the kids and the no. you know the picket fence and all of that. You know, um, for me, it was never that. It literally. I had a great example in my parents um, who were still together. and But I'd never, it was not something that I'd spent a great deal of time thinking about, you know. So, Well, can we spend just yeah. a little bit of time thinking about what you just said? Because yeah. this is very helpful. Like sure. your parents, you said, are a great example. Yeah. And I think there are so many people who grew up in this country without that mm. for various reasons. Yeah. Nobody's fault. It's certainly not the kids' fault. Sure. Mm. But a lot of things happen to conspire against many young people in this country. And they grow up either without both parents, yeah. in the worst case scenario, mm. or certainly without one. And usually it's without the dad. Mm. And for a lot of kids, there is just not that father figure example. There isn't that good male role model. There, There's a woman who's trying her very best. She's probably holding down two jobs. Yeah. She's trying to be the disciplinarian. She's trying to inculcate goodness in their kids, but it's just an impossible job. I mean, they, someone told me once that that parenting, the thing about parenting that makes it work is that at least one of you is sane yeah. some of the time, sure. you know, which makes yeah. a bit of sense. Yeah. But man, if, if you could, if you could just distill one huge advantage over all other advantages for a child, it is that they have two parents that love them and that are there for them for those formative years. Absolutely. I mean, that's probably the biggest. Uh, it's the it's the greatest privilege you can have, right? Absolutely. All the others, you could have hundreds of millions of rands. Yeah. Be nice. Yes. But you can't buy a dad or a mom. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! I've been extremely privileged in that sense. Um, you know, even today, um, you know, they are there. You know, they're there as a sounding board for our relationship. There's my work and. You know, related How often stuff. do they see the grandkids? Oh, the yeah, man, like all the time. <laughs> <laughs> they're great. To, they're great for that reason as well. Um, like weekly, yeah. you know, weekly at least. I mean, we we need our time. So and and sometimes work, you know, carries as you know carries on into the weekend and what have you. So having them around has been um, amazing. You know, yeah, because they push everything: academics, love. 
church, like they just, yeah. they're very supportive. I mean, when Mpo and I were going through the most and we were pretty much reaching breaking point. When was this? Um, this is 2016. I went straight to his parents' house. That's where I went to go and cry and share my side of the story and, um, you know, talk about, I don't know, what we were going through without at any point going, this could work against me. These people could turn around and go, you're not good enough for our son. Mm. I went there and I bared all, everything I'd uh, done to hurt him, uh, everything I'd he'd done that I felt he'd done to hurt me. And when we came out on the other side, it, it, it really meant so much to me to know that I really had become their daughter, you know, um, mm. Because that was their chance to go. We're protecting our son. You can go to hell. But they embraced me. And how they did it, I have no idea. Because they carried him through as well. And, yeah, I'm really grateful. Because, I mean, I'm one of those kids in South Africa who grew up in a broken home. Yeah. And I don't think marriage is ever... In fact, yeah, marriage is never a thing. You know, until he presented it. And I went, heck yeah, I could do this. Did you immediately? I mean, not that you weren't in love with him. Obviously, that was that was the biggest part of it. But you you thought you didn't let the fact that you'd come from a broken home get in the way of you being able to make it work. Mm -mm. Because some you know some kids think ah that's a disaster zone. I'm not going there. Yeah, I'm not jumping in there. No, it made me believe in it. But also because you know I think when I was really 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 young until I was about six years old, I got to see my parents in a loving relationship. Mm. So I had a little bit of a memory of that in the background. Um, But I also got to see them hate the hell out of each other, which was also very traumatizing for me on some level. But my youngest aunt and her husband are so cozy. They're so cozy, but they're like a traditional black couple. So the way they're so cozy was very unusual for me. Yeah. And I was always like, I want that. If, if yeah. ever I must jump into this thing, it must be like that thing. But interesting that you remark on like the way your parents, when it did break down, it almost gives you a bit of a, a dry run at how bad it could be, mm. which he doesn't have. Mm. So you can see how ugly things can get yes. and you can also see the warning signs probably yeah. before anybody else i mean we don't want to dwell too much on this negative yeah. miserable stuff but this is important because so many people this is their daily lives right so it builds oh, yeah. and and the relationships aren't the fun holidays or the great occasions where your kids uh, you know come home and tell you how they did it soccer or any of that stuff the the real relationship is the boring Stuff of like, what are we having tonight for supper? Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's and that stuff's we, so dreary. Like, everyone goes, yeah. ugh, why it's was she talking about it? how do we stretch this through Cyril? Like, <laughs> this guy and this MBA that we put too much faith in. <laughs> how are we stretching out all our past this? <laughs> That's yeah. the relationship. But you know, the nice thing I love, and, and I remember my mother-in-law saying this to me, was it's important for your children to watch you argue as well. What you disagree with your, with each other as a couple. So they understand mm. that just because you love people doesn't mean you don't get to fight with them. Yeah. They need to know that not only can you have fights, you can resolve them. Mm. And if they see you argue and they see the love in it, you argue lovingly and you resolve lovingly. They learn that. I'm saying this because you know that traumatic thing you're talking about of when your parents stop loving each other. What parents don't realize, and if you're listening right now and you've got, you're going through a divorce or a split, 
don't underestimate the fact that your child saw you and your partner stop loving each other. It's become a reality to them that you could stop loving them. You don't consider that. You've introduced to them the possibility that if you can leave that person, you can leave them as well. So the levels of insecurity are so deep. And I feel like as parents, we go, well, when I was a child, I survived it. My child is fine. We didn't survive it. You need to be honest with yourself. You didn't. You're not okay. There are certain things you believe that are wrong. And you need to fix them. Because we come with our own issues. Because someone will hear, oh, so she came from a broken home. He came from a perfect home. So he found broken glass. And he just had to be careful. (laughs) No, friend. Everybody comes with their issues. Mm. And... Unless you've dealt with your issues, you must understand when you get married, now you must deal with your issues, his issues, and then your issues together as a couple. It's a lot. You dealt with quite a lot about the relationship in your book. Mm. And your book was very real and raw. Um, And you obviously dealt with a lot of before the marriage stuff, but you also brought the marriage into it. You admitted in the book that you nearly got a divorce. And things weren't always as good between the two of you. But it must be a different kind of shit to deal with when she's telling you that in private and when she's publishing it in a book. Mm. Like, did you have a look at the manuscript (laughs) and go, are you sure you want to put this out there? Or did she give you a, a, a look and say, listen, I'm not sure about this. Can I put this in there? How did it work? Look, I mean, she did. Tell me that she was going to, you know. She to was, pretend she's she not in the room. No, just ignore her for a minute. <laughs> look away. She's not here. Yeah. Um, look, and I think a lot of that, I mean, I told her straight away that um, she should, if it's important to her and it serves her story, she should put it in. And um, I think you get to a certain point in your life where you're just, you just have to... I suppose it's a it's a maturity thing where you're just you're okay with your flaws, and if somebody else is going to put them out there and it serves their story, then so be it. You know, um, I'm not perfect. I've never um, claimed to be. So, and yes, I'm in the spotlight. And if you know, um, I suppose somebody else might say if somebody picked it up and they read stuff about me, then they'd have a different. It didn't. It didn't bother me. Is the point I'm trying to make it, it? It for me, it was more important to me that she was happy with the outcome of her book, um, and um, I trusted her. I think enough to, you know, to be sensitive with the, with yeah, with the content. So, um, yeah, I did read it. If you must mm. <laughs> know, I, I read the manuscript, and I didn't have a problem with it. I mean, I did it make you feel anything in particular? Um. It it did. I think it it made me feel uh, sad, and in some uh, at some points that I, um, especially where I was involved, and you know, she speaks about how I hurt her, um, and I didn't. You know, it's one thing to for someone to say you've hurt me, but when you read it in a book, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, and then you you read everything else that's preceded that in her life. Um, I think it things were there things in the book that you didn't know about. Um, no, I, I think I knew pretty much everything, but there, I didn't know the details. So yeah, it, it was, um, yeah, 
Yeah, if you'd, if you'd had a look at the book before you got married, you wouldn't have married her. <laughs> <laughs> wow, get it! <laughs> <laughs> but, but, <Yeah>. but you... <laughs> wow. You do something in your comedy which you have carried into real life. And it's something that I love. And Paul's just said he's the same. You don't really care what strangers think. No. Not of your relationship, not of your children, not of your love, not of your careers, frankly. Yeah. Even though you're both in such a public business, you don't care about what people you don't know have to say about you. No. No. Strong sense of self. Yeah. We're, we're raising yeah. our kids with the same thing. But, you mm. know, in, in a social media world, yeah. yeah, like that's the only equity some people have is what other people think of yeah. them. Mm. And they value it. They think it's massively important. You can't move without what other people, you know, they're, they're – they're, Condescending, yes, you can. Right, right. I don't know. I mean, I, I think to a to a degree, but I th- I think that also, and I don't know whether this is just a wave. Maybe the social media world is moving in that direction. But I I think that people are are very interested in the real hmm. life about a person, you know. And um, you know, I'm not talking reality TV necessarily here, but like, you know, um, people want to be able to um, identify with you. you know? yeah. um, and, and, and they love they love ripping apart the fake. I think that's what yeah. happens. People rip you apart. I find that that's, that's a, a big thing these days on social media, that people want, they want to see the real person, you know. No uh, are you careful with the kids though? Like to allow, you said just now you're raising the kids to be like that as well. Um, it's just interesting they might grow up in a world where your online personality and your online you is bigger and more important than the real you, mm. which is scary. I mean, mm. scary. All, ki- all parents are worried about this, right? Yeah, this might sound flippant, but on Wreck-It Ralph uh, 2, <laughs> when Wreck-It Ralph saw all the negative comments of people saying they hate Ralph and whatever, and it was like, oh, they're so mean. I'd have been so mean. We actually had a conversation about it. We actually had a conversation about it and I reminded them of what happened after our car accident. And I was like, you see, that's what happens. But you know, there's also people who say really nice things. And then we talked about why people do mean things. We took it back to bullying and they understand it. Because I find that our children have have access to so much information that we can't afford to boo-boo, gaga, wee-wee them about how yeah. life works. Because they probably know more than you know and they're probably rolling their eyes while you're telling them that nonsense. So <laughs> for me, I'm going to be honest with you, Gareth. You know, even before WHP uh, committed suicide, um, I have a friend who attempted suicide who was in hospital for a couple. I couldn't reach her. And I just thought, you know, she's off somewhere with her husband. Meanwhile, this woman has taken an overdose of pills and whiskey. Um, and there are a few others who have committed suicide, um, another who was surviving cancer and, you know, quietly <laughs> in their corner. And things like that make me go, I need to live unapologetically. All I have is me. If people can be in so much darkness when we think we're sharing the light with them, honestly, is it because we are projecting this thing that they think they don't have? I mean, depression, I know, is a deep, complex thing. But let's just start with the simple surface things that start to make people think less and less of themselves when we post beautiful things on Insta and Facebook and all of that. So I don't ever want at any point to look at myself in this industry and say the legacy I left for other girls is number one, to think this thing is inaccessible. Number two, to think they all have to be a certain someone and fit a certain archetype to make it. Right. I need 
to believe that the real thing I left in this industry, the real legacy, is that other people, especially women and young girls, went I am enough, but I'm even beyond enough because the minute I decide I'm going to wedge my way anyway, I'm going to freaking own that space. And that's why I, it's not that I don't care what people think. I just don't let it dictate who I am. There've been times where I've told him this thing hurts, bro. Look at what this person is. And he's like, why are you letting that get to you? I'm going, can you for a minute, let me be human? Cause this hurts. This motherfucker was mean. And I need to take a moment and say, they hit my sweet spot. Yeah. <laughs> then I get past it because yeah, I was sure. able to admit that they definitely managed to get to my sweet spot. But because I didn't give them oxygen by responding on social media, they disappeared without me having to block them. Cause by me not responding, everybody else thought, well, it's not worth a response because this person doesn't clearly doesn't care. <laughs> You've yeah. just spoken into an empty space. And it's so weird when you meet some of those people. They're meek and mild and frightened and nervous. Cowards. They're not the big brave people that they pretend to be. Yeah. The shock of my life. Guys, yeah. let me give you an example of how bold and blazing. Weren't we gonna do a show where we would track down yes, the troll? Track your troll. Yeah. We must still do track your troll. We wanted to do track your troll to find those trolls so we can see who they are. Because they're these big, beautiful <laughs> minis. Friendship. <laughs> there is this person I had on my show when I was being attacked for race rouse in 2017, said some really mean racist shit to me on, on Twitter. I had them on WTF unbeknownst to me, but this person was uncomfortable from the po- moment they left. They arrived to the moment they left. And I was like, why is this person? Then I left it because I thought maybe they're just nervous of TV. What do I find when I'm doing my presidential pardons? Because I do presidential pardons every once in a while where I unblock people. Oh, right. I find this person. I'm like, yo, no wonder. What had they said? Hey, man, they had said that. I don't cram ugly shit, but they'd said some ugly racist stuff about me. After that whole blowout. And they were on the show. They were on my show. Didn't Didn't say a word. Performed in everything. And then I find this person. And I was like, oh, I could name and shame, but it's okay. I didn't even know you you and Steve Hoffman were friends. (laughs) (laughs) We broke up. You know, the first time we met, it's so weird. Steve Hoffman and I have only met twice in our lives. The first time we met, I made a lovely joke about him. We embraced. He loved it. He was. He said, I'm funny. It was nice. Then the second time. We met on the socials and we were fighting. Mm. I was like, but Stevie, but it's fine. I've let him go. But you know what shocked me about this person is I always feel like if you come from a community of people who've been discriminated against, I find it shocking when you can discriminate against people. Oh, but and, those are often the, because they like, you know, the bully, the bullied turns into the bully. bully. Yeah, because this person is a power. member of the LGBTQIA 1964 yeah. ellipses. And I'm like, wow, <clears throat> really? You? Okay. S-U-A. You hypocrite. You know what? It's, but also letting go is just becoming easier as you get older, right? Yeah. Yes. Like you just <laughs> but to the bring stuff. It, if I think about how I used to get furious about yeah. religion and politics yeah. and and everything, everything was just a big fight that I needed to get into. Yeah. Now I hear people having an argument. I heard one here the other day. I was sitting in my office and I overheard this conversation over capitalism and socialism. Now normally I'd get up and I'd yes. run and I'd join in. I sat in my office. In fact. <laughs> I think at one point I closed the door and I had, I had other things to do. Yeah. It's so weird how these things, they just stop mattering as yes. much to you as you, you get find, older. You find the peace of Jesus. Mpo is my mm. Jesus. I always tell him he's my Jesus. Mm. Because, you know, he always says to me, you make me a better person. And I feel like, no, he makes me a better person. Maybe I'm just projecting that on him and he thinks I'm making him a better person. Because what you're talking about is the influence he's had on me. Mm. I used to take a lot of things personally. And ever since I've been with Mpo, I've found that I don't. 
I don't so much. And it's because he keeps pulling me back every time I start to go. If I go from My Little Pony to Damien, he like brings me back so fast. <laughs> those, are those the settings? My Little Pony. <laughs> to the demon. It's like, <laughs> very does, quickly. Does she make you laugh so much sometimes at home? Because she's very much the same person, whether she's on stage or in. In company, you know, family time. Yeah. She must make you laugh sometimes that you actually can't stand up straight. <laughs> no, absolutely. Yes, All she's funny. Um, gosh, what were we laughing about last night? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, man. But it was like we were high. <laughs> it was like we were high. It was like, it was the stupidest thing. We have very dumb things. Oh, it was a blood donation. <laughs> <laughs> it was a blood donation. Because they were pushing us to do blood donation. No, but oh, yeah. it's only funny... In the, it's probably the way in the I moment, said it to yeah. Him. Yeah, because yeah, I was reading a brief for a thing we're doing on radio, and I was like, ah, oh, they say we're doing this blood drive to encourage people to do it because of so many car accidents that are about to happen over the silly season. I'm like, let's tell them we're stabbing you of blood so you drive proper. <laughs> drive proper. We're not giving you blood because you know there's blood. That's why you're driving tank. <laughs> and he was finished. Uh, I do like the the social media stuff you guys do together, yeah. and like the trips and all that stuff, and the between us two tutus. Between the two tutus. <laughs> I like that very much. It's uh, like a, a window into your world. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are worried to do that because they're concerned and they're nervous about showing too much. But you guys seem to know exactly where the line is. You, babe, do you mm. want to take this one? Because I feel like people make us so, some people call us couple goals. And we're like, yeah. okay, let's give them a thing that's for people who like us as a couple, so that we can yeah. do our own thing. On sure, our own yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 again, it's just about being real on that yeah. on that page. I don't think it's it's necessarily always going to be positive things, you know, happy family, happy couple. Um, I think that you know, there are going to be some gems we drop there about some dark times mm. that we've come through mm. um and i think that's what it's about really it's just about giving a, a, a as real a an experience of what we are to the world really um and at the moment it's very positive <laughs> so where, where, do you, like, where do you guys go to get away though i mean what do you do when you want to switch all that stuff off is christmas going to be family time you're not worried about work you're not worried about social media yeah, it's really for the kids. I think so. Um, we spend a lot of time away from them, so that it, it's Christmas time is always about family. Um, we also try to go and see extended family. I've got family in Lesotho. She's got family in the Free State, so it actually it kind of works out. We get to see everybody in one kind of trip. But yeah, just taking it easy, recharging, um, and yeah, just. I think spending time together as well. So if we can <laughs> abuse the grandparents, we always <laughs> try to but, do that. But too. now you've you've got this trip to America planned, right? And this is a very big deal because it's going to mean relocating the family. Yes. I mean, first of all, congrats because for a lot of people, that's uh, one of the signs you've made it. But it, it it to me, it's not just you've made it in this country already. Right. It's now like an. A next level challenge. It's like another mm. place to take things. Correct, and, yeah. and I know you also got to a point, I suppose, I'm reading a little bit too much into this, but you got to a point where you've conquered it all. You've done TV, you've done radio, you've done comedy. You've pretty much ticked all the boxes that an entertainer can. And now 
the audience needs to grow and you need to almost find a bigger market and the market's the world and i need to grow mm. i need you, to you grow. do but yeah. but i mean i'm not worried about the kids i think they're going to be fine yeah but you mentioned like the grandparents you're not yeah. going to see as much of them no which is a bit of a worry it is how do they feel they've been extremely supportive of the whole process um but i think behind that they must be a little bit sore you know it's um they lost their my sister um some years ago so i'm i'm the only son <laughs> the only child around um yeah. and but i mean i think the idea is to to really kick ass when you get over there i mean i'm not i'm going to put it out there um because that's that's i wouldn't otherwise why would i go why would i leave all of this to go i think the idea is to be as very successful and have them over as much as possible and visit right. as much as possible and that's the plan <laughs> but i mean but, you can yeah. you can have it all here no like you, I, I can yeah. i think you yeah. know a lot of people go through life and they they think that if yeah. something good happens to you there's something bad coming straight afterwards mm. that it's all like 50 50 and yeah. half of your life is in darkness and half of it is in light and yeah. i don't know that that's true mm. i know people who've just never had a Trouble. bad day in their yeah. lives. Yeah. They they yeah. just they maybe they're lucky, maybe their attitude's just better than yeah. mine. Mm. But I know that these people like bunny rabbits just bounce through life. Yeah. Yes. And everything's cool all the yeah. time. Yeah. And yeah. you can actually have that. I mean yeah. like you've got three lovely kids. Yeah. You've got a happy marriage. Mm. You've got jobs that satisfy you both. Yeah. It seems pretty damn perfect. It's you know? Yeah. I know that's I'm not saying yeah. it is because there's gonna be <laughs> shit with everybody, but yeah. yes. Wow. Yeah. Like, don't you sometimes yeah. pinch yourself and go, we've hit the jackpot? Yeah, sometimes. I think you, 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 I don't know. I mean, for me, I, I'm just always, I don't want to stop working. I think I'm so, He's and maybe that to my detriment, you know, sometimes, but I, I really enjoy what I do. You know, I think it brings me a lot of joy and it's through drama studying drama is how i met her and you know a lot of things kind of center around what i do you know um telling stories and and um telling jokes and and so much of that is and for me it's just about taking it to another level you know um and so you know it's i suppose many people get to that point in their career where they're just like what's What's next? You know what? What you know? And for me, it's I've always wanted to, to kind of just explore that market. You know, explore an international mm. market and explore reaching the entire world. You know, um, so the whole that's what it's about, you. really. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think much is going to change. Obviously, it's it's a lot will change, but I think the dy- we'll try our best to kind of keep the dynamics the same. You know, um, yeah, but. <laughs> we're excited the well when you excited, think about it this way you work over there for like five or six years yeah. uh the kids end up being american and south african mm. and True. you can come back and buy the whole of cape town <laughs> you see oh, it's funny and i've see? always said i want property in cape town <laughs> i feel like it's a sign because i keep saying i deserve property in cape town yeah well with the it. with the exchange rate once cyril and uh Ooh. and everybody else have screwed up escom completely and they haven't been able to revive the economy you're going to come back, swap one of those dollars, you could buy any house you want. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> that guy knew I'd voted for him just for the NBA. But um, he's <laughs> letting me down. Um, <laughs> uh, for me, you know, when the only thing I don't like about uh, our leaving really is the timing because then it looks like we are part of the, oh, it's so kaki, are we leaving? And we're not really part not. of that bandwagon. Yeah. No, no. Uh, this thing has been long in the process. Anyone who's applied for a green card will know it's been a process. It's been years. So mm-hmm. we were leaving, we were planning on leaving when things were still great. Um, and it, we really are trying to live between here and there. Uh, but for me, I know it's a, it's a complacency thing where I just switched off just being in the same space. And also our kids need to grow up knowing that your dreams are valid forever. Like uh, wherever, whenever you're ready, you go for it. Mpost wanted to go to the US since I met him. Mm. We were friends with NYU students growing up. He was always talking about going to the School of Arts. We had our firstborn unplanned. And from that point, we just kept popping the babies. And so the dream had to be delayed, but it was not canceled. And when the opportunity came to go, we grabbed it. Because sure. we were like, did we stop believing in this dream? No. No. We just, life happened. But now life is going, okay, I'm finished happening. Here's your opportunity. And we're jumping in and we're doing it. Because this is one country I don't think anyone should give up on, regardless of where they are in the world. They they need to continue to feed this country, remember this country, and sell it. Because we are incredible. I think especially if you've traveled the world and been to the first world, been to other parts of the continent, you will realize how special this country is. We are Thick and juicy and rich and just, we are concentrated with possibility. There is stuff that goes wrong that should make this country implode and it never does. Why? Because of the people here. And we need to remember that. We need to stop making everything about how bad it is, you know? And we, we're our own worst enemy. We are our yeah. own. We will say the worst thing about us, worst things about us, worse than anyone else in the world has yeah. to say about us, you know? And I really think we need to start, we need to adopt whatever America did, whatever America did. And Nigeria and Ghana who have these, they have this confidence. Yes. About themselves, you know? Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, but why, you know why I say America? Because they come with that confidence of a cockroach. They come with that arrogance <laughs> where you're like, but your country is not that great, but they're like, this is America. And they sell their American dream. Yeah. And we all believe in the American yes. dream. You know what I mean? They're like, yeah, Barack is not there anymore. Don't come. No, I'm coming. Trump is okay. We'll find our way around him. You know? You're right. <laughs> because yeah. they sell themselves so well. And we need yeah. to start believing us in ourselves that much because we actually have the stuff to pack it up. Well, I'm so glad you said that because, you know, I didn't want people to get the impression. And I think some people will still think yeah. that you're leaving because... You don't believe in this place, but it's time for some new stuff. Yeah. And, and I also like, I, I reckon for the kids, it's just going to be an amazing adventure. Mm. And our relationship in an American accent, baby. Oh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> so what are you going to sound way, like? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to sound like this. Um, <laughs> what are you going to sound like? <laughs> yeah. How are you going to sound? I'm like Obama. <laughs> no, I'm gonna be a valley girl. I'm be like, oh my god, I'm like too old to be a valley girl, but I'm like such a valley girl, just to confuse the enemy. So they can be like, no, you're gonna sound like a Kardashian. Oh, you're from. Uh, you can have a really irritating vocal <laughs> yeah. fry. Yeah. So stop talking to me. I'm like, ah, I'm gonna be that. Girl. Um, do you like all her friends? Do I even have friends when I get up? <laughs> 
Uh, does she have shame? Does she? she let's start she with really that. Does, shame. Okay? I'm the one who's always going. Don't you? Shouldn't you go out? Shouldn't you? Call a friend. He's not kidding. And I'll be like, yeah, but I went out. He's like, no, you went to work. You didn't go out yet. <laughs> was a work function. Shame. What's <laughs> a work friend. no friends? <laughs> Shame. I That's so friends. sad. I have friends. No, do you does. like all my friends? I, I do. Probably because we share most of them. Yeah. I do. I, I don't know if there's anybody I really know. The ones he didn't mind, like uh, don't like exist friends. anymore. I had oh, friends. Oh, you got rid of them. <laughs> you got rid of them. And he, so stealth For mode. Him. This guy. No, stealth mode. I don't know how <laughs> those friendships ended, but they ended. and He just got rid of them. Yeah. You didn't. One day they were there, and the next day they were gone. Yeah. Now you. They must have been dreadful people. Now I'm freaking though. out. Were what they? Were like they? Mafia? Were they like friends of hers that were just a bad influence that you didn't like hanging around? Uh, was I not one of those friends? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, honestly, no. I think if any, look, she kind of dictated those <laughs> relationships so if 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 we're going to talk bad influences she was probably the bad influence <laughs> wow <in the world>. <laughs> <laughs> and i'm talking about this is what in the what when we were in the tw- our 20s yeah yeah no man i i can't say i mean there were friends obviously that i just i i was just, i didn't vibe with but yeah. it's not that i didn't nobody that i oh, outright so you just didn't vibe with you them. know hated okay. <laughs> and were there any of his friends that you really didn't like no, probably in uni, a couple, but the, the, they either fell off or just grew up or, uh, I don't know. Look, there were people I didn't like just because they took advantage of him. And mm. so when we started dating, I was like, well, I'm going to be the girlfriend who puts her foot down since you can't put your foot down. Because he was very nice. And I was like, no, that's some BS. I'm going to handle really? it. And do you disagree, babe? No. Yeah. <laughs> See? Because I think he really Mpo has a really good heart mm. And you have to prove to him you're a jackass Before he decides you're a jackass So even if someone comes to him now and says Be careful with Gareth, he's a jackass He goes, I'll let Gareth show me he's a jackass If he doesn't show me that right. part of him So he would always end up being friends with people You're going, why are you friends with that guy? Simply because he's going, well, this guy hasn't given me a reason To believe that's what but he But that's is. good, you've got like a faith in humanity That most of us don't have That's how he married me, friend I would be single if you didn't have faith in humanity. Because I say that times I go, how? Why me? I mean, you could have done so much better, but thank you. <laughs> what's the um, What's the best case scenario for for what you're about to do career wise? For you first, because you're the reason they're moving. Yep. Sure. Best case. Well, I've, I have a manager, so the best case scenario is I am. I'm busy. I'm working. I'm acting. I'm attending acting classes, I'm writing, I'm, um, and yeah, for me, that's kind of, I don't want to stop doing that. Um, so th- yeah, and that they are able to come over within two years and join me. And um, what are the uh, kids of doing? Course. The kids are, hey man, they have their own YouTube channels. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and, and of course, I mean, I wish to me the greatest success over there. I mean, we've obviously already, already seen what. But we're not worried about her, doing. are we? Not really. She's oh, going wow, to okay. find. No, we're hey, not. Is what you worry about me? <laughs> <laughs> we're not worried no, about you. No. Wow, guys. Thanks. No, the pressure. Really not. Yeah. Really yeah, I not, think Trevor knows old news now. They want. <laughs> that beautiful man. You know? Fill up Yankee Stadia. 
Imagine, <laughs> guys. Me as long as I'm getting some dollars, nyan, I'm fine. Yeah. I'm fine. But I, I do feel like you know what about what I love about Mpo and and it's a thought that hit me hard recently mm-hmm. was Mpo sets it up for me. He's my he's my game maker right. in my career, and I. I pray I can be that for him, but he really is that for me. And I feel like him moving us to America is a sign of bigger things to come for me. Hell yes. I feel like he's setting me up for that because with the stand up, for example, it was never a thing. It was never a dream, really. I'd never, I knew I wanted to be in the in- industry, entertainment, but I didn't know stand up. He threw me into stand up and I, I I've never this. looked back. I didn't know this. It's even in the book. He's the one who is the one who got me to take stand up seriously and actually do it. He convinced me that I'm that good at stand up. Okay. And and I, I, I went into it and I've never looked back. And so what I trust about this America thing for me, because I trust everything that he's planned for himself, because like I said, this is a planner, guys. There's nothing he does without considering all yeah. the possible scenarios. So I believe in it because I'm going three children and me and he still wants to do this thing. This guy has a plan. Well, do you have a plan? Now's the time to. <laughs> I mean, this is all gonna this is all gonna go horribly wrong if you suddenly admit no. Actually, actually, <laughs> actually I got no idea. Yeah. I'll be honest, baby. This was only a matter of time. All the Osei tutus are all over the world. Yeah, that's yeah. Where true. are the rest of the Osei tutus? So the Osei tutus are in the, with, Indonesia, in Indonesia, New sure. York, Milwaukee. Yeah. Abu Dhabi, uh, Abu Dhabi, Memphis, hmm. um, like the UK. Nobody. No pressure. Yeah. Huh? Hey. We travel, man. Yes, foreigners. They travel, my friend. <laughs> They're good. That's South African sometimes. It's quality. This is quality you married. <laughs> hey, this good stock, my friend. Good I knew stock. how to pick it. Eh? All right. So what if your children come to you and they say they want to be in entertainment? Hmm. Are you going to be happy about that or not so much? Sure. They were raised by us. <laughs> I'd be excited as heck mm. because they've seen mm. us. They don't have the example of the poor starving artist yeah. who starves for their art. Yeah. They've seen people with a killer work ethic. Like I, I don't think I compliment myself a lot in life, but when it comes to work ethic, I think mm. my kids have got that from me. So I would be excited because I know they're not going. I want to be famous. Yeah. They're going. We know it's work. We want to work there. That's the thing. That's yes. fun. We want to play like you've been playing. Um, I mean, our middle child, for example, will do your Nigerian accents. And you know, mm. before the show, I was telling you how he was trying out his American accent on me <laughs> to see if he's ready for America. And he's a performer. He watches things and he acts them out. Mm. Um, and I'm, I'm convinced he's definitely going to be interested in the. So industry. why I hesitated is because I, I mean, what we've seen with the middle child. We've kind of seen the opposite with the firstborn. Who, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Because we've 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 gone for auditions here, and um, you know he he's just he gets quite upset when it's you know he doesn't get the part, and like really upset, you know. So for me, I I don't know if I would. Uh, of I course, see. I would. I would be. You know, I wouldn't say no, mm. but um, I think that I would want them to go through a process of learning. Before they decide, this is what I want to do. I mean, we've, but yeah, you know, we've, 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 we all know the child star thing. So, I mean, I don't know if I would be the right person to say to groom them through that process. Mm. I mean, I think they would need to go through a process of grooming. Mm. Um, 
if they wanted to do it as kids. Uh, but yeah, yeah it's. <laughs> and I'm grooming my daughter to just be a shit starer. Like I'm grooming her <laughs> to either lead a country. Oh, so you're doing or... that? I thought that was just like. No, that's her. But I mean, I want to encourage phase. you to remain. No, okay. it cannot be a phase. Ah. The thing must remain. My <laughs> daughter is a challenge that I love, and because she's like that at such a young age, I never want to reprimand it because I feel like we live in a world, and specifically a country that needs that. Mm. Wow, you know? that's mm. uh, that's, mm. that's tall order. Mm. No, she, she was not born with a silver spoon in her mouth. She was born with a shovel in her hand. She has work to do. That's amazing. I like that metaphor. Yeah. Very Jesse good. Jackson used it first. Huh? Did but he? He put it differently. It was much mm. more fancy when he said it. Yeah. And he put a whole lot of amens and Jesus in there as well. Yeah. You're going to go to one of those churches? <laughs> oh, for sure. I need entertainment, oh, yeah. baby. Ooh. I like it if it's going to yeah. keep me away because I, I have the concentration span of a gnat. When it comes to that sort of thing, I need a church that's woo You must join the choir. Get one of those outfits. Uh, I don't know if I can sing. Can I sing, baby? Make it up. Really? Yeah. Half those ladies caught. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes, yeah. sir. Uh, mm-hmm. Praise the Lord. That's what I said. Well, he said. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I love the way you two make each other laugh. I love the way that you talk about each other. And wasn't it, it was in your book, um, your therapist said, Yes. Like, you've got to keep going you two have to keep this up because the therapist had never heard people speaking so lovingly about each other when they weren't in the room mm. you remember that mm, i remember that mm. i'm yeah, telling you couple goals hell of a thing to say. yeah God damn. i remember how we were like stunned when she said that yeah because <laughs> we were like literally <laughs> man we were, like, we're done at yeah we were like no we're here to work out how to leave how each to... other you can't tell us <laughs> <Sure>. that now <laughs> yeah. that's magic <laughs> well, listen, I love you both, and uh, obviously we're going to miss you when you both go. You're going to be here for some time, so you're not yes, going anywhere yet. Yes, uh, Gareth, are we planning a comeback? Are you're we sure. wrong to tell them? You know I'm, how many I want people, to come back. You know I'm how many people back. still send us messages about sipping tea, and we've wow. got to have something with Dumi. It's amazing. You're like, you broke ground there as well with that shovel of yours. So can we commit to we're going to work this out? Damn right, 2020. Boom. Let's do it. Well done, guys. I mean, 10 years of marriage, three beautiful children, two incredible careers, and two superhumans. Oh, don't get much better than that. Those are good numbers. You know when you have Gareth's step of approval, you're done. Like, no one can say much, anything to you. Yeah. It's Gareth freaking Jeez. cliff. Like, there's nothing you can say to right us. Now. <laughs> Hold it in. Yeah, Thank you. you cry. Hold it in. Thank you. This is uh, Pure Conversations <laughs> with uh, Dumi and Paul.